A few questions for you. Is it that big of a deal to say hi to every single guest you invite to your wedding day? And if so, when are you supposed to make the time to say hi to all of them anyways? Do you want to actually join your guests for your cocktail hour? Or are you more okay to just see them at the reception? And what about receiving lines? So in this podcast, I speak to larger or more traditional wedding day plans, usually anywhere from 100 to 500 guests. And yes, that is a lot of people to feed and plan for, and it can also be a lot of people to greet and say hi to during your wedding day. There are an abundance of options on when the proper time to greet and thank everyone for coming is, but your wedding day is exactly that. It's your wedding day. So instead of being caught off guard, needing more hours in the day to greet everyone, or wishing you had planned more downtime to actually just be with your guests during your party, I'm going to share some potential windows and times throughout your wedding day timeline that you can greet your guests, how you can prepare and leave enough time to prioritize your guests and values throughout your wedding day to the extent that you would like. So I hope this is helpful and that you enjoy. Welcome to Weddings and Life with Taylor Nicole, a podcast created to give advice and inspiration for anyone planning a wedding from a seasoned wedding photographer's perspective. I believe that wedding planning doesn't only have to be stressful and that it can actually be fun. In each episode, I will address topics from my professional and personal experience, and I'm excited to share my life with you along the way. My heart behind this podcast is that you leave encouraged and inspired. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast. We are about halfway through 2022 now. I mean, that was technically a couple weeks ago, but I always feel like the summer is a blur, so it still feels like, oh wow, like we're six months in officially, like we're starting the second half of this year. So I hope you guys are feeling good about your goals and hopes for the year, that you've made some good progress on them. I didn't really set a ton of specific goals at the beginning of the year, other than this podcast, which... I've only put out two episodes in the last month, but it's okay. Every other week is all right for a busy season. Um, But yeah, I can't believe how quickly the first six months of the year went. Yet again, that always seems to happen. And I'm pretty hopeful for what the next six months hold and a little anxious for how quickly they'll go by, but that always happens too. (laughs) So I guess if you're wedding planning, hopefully the months go by quickly so you can get to your wedding day. So I couldn't think of too much to update. Uh, Film photography is going wonderfully. I'm loving the quality and colors and tones I'm getting from film and really enjoying that. And a funny update is that I tried matcha, like a matcha latte for the first time in June. So Austin and I had a date day where we went to a coffee shop and I didn't really feel like having a second coffee of the day. So I decided to order a matcha latte with like oat milk because I'm one of those like not drinking dairy people and it was so so good that 
it was like either the same day or a couple days later, we went out and bought our own matcha powder, which is really expensive by the way. And we just wanted to recreate the latte that I had and we have failed. I think we've only tried it twice, but we failed each time. It doesn't taste nearly the same. What I've decided after trying a few others from different coffee shops is that coffee shops must sweeten the heck out of the matcha lattes because on their own, it's kind of like a bitter green tea latte, like green tea with milk. <laughs> so if you're a matcha expert out there, maybe just drop some advice to me on Instagram. I saw some ridiculously expensive matcha whisks on Amazon. It was like literally like $80 or something for a whisk for matcha, which I can't quite get there. <laughs> but also, I do not need to be spending like $7 for a drink each time I feel like having a matcha latte, which is apparently a lot this summer. <laughs> so that's kind of my funny update. And then other than that, I just wanted to put in a little plug for this podcast to you. If you do have a moment to leave a rating or even a review, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that would mean the world to me. I check those every now and then, and I'm always really happy to know that this is actually helpful to some people, because if not, it's literally just me talking to myself for a long period of time. <laughs> and even more important is just letting people discover this podcast by sharing episodes with your friends. So if you know someone in the thick of wedding planning who's feeling kind of stressed and you think maybe some of these episodes would be helpful for them, then share away, please. I love writing and recording these and I just really hope that they can be a blessing to you and all your wedding planning friends out there. And thank you so much for listening. That means the world. So let's dive into today's topic. When do you actually need to greet your guests? Or second question, do you need to greet them? So this whole episode was inspired by a wedding that we photographed last year. And by we, I mean, I didn't photograph it, but my associate photographer captured it. I was the one working with the bride about her timeline. So her parents told her that they did a receiving line after their wedding ceremony and that she needed to do the same. Now we talked about all the options and she decided that that is what she wanted to do. And it made me think that if you're one of the first in your family to get married since your parents, there might be some differences in opinions and timing and when to greet your guests about all of that just because of the differences in weddings and trends and how we've organized them for a lot of years now. <laughs> so let's just start by talking about what a receiving line is. You may or may not have heard of these before and you may or may not have participated in one before. So the receiving line isn't commonly used today, but I have seen it a handful of times. Basically, after, your after the ceremony, the bride and groom go stand outside the chapel or the ceremony space, and then each guest has to walk by the couple to go into the cocktail hour or reception, and as they walk by, they congratulate the couple, they say a quick hello, and then the benefit of this is that it keeps the interactions on the shorter side just because each guest knows and has the pressure of all the other guests standing in line behind them, so they kind of have to keep moving. <laughs> People are usually a little bit motivated by food to keep moving forward too. So I realize I say all of this like assuming you don't want to have long conversations with everyone at your wedding, which isn't true for everyone. And hopefully you know the majority of the people there or even better that you're close and like close to all of your wedding guests. 
but the idea of a receiving line is to say hello officially to everyone and then you can catch up later and have longer conversations with certain guests or just other guests later in the evening. So I'm guessing you haven't been to a wedding recently where the receiving line was used. Unless they make a comeback soon, I don't see them very often. So here is basically the alternative to the receiving line. And I've talked about this in episodes before, especially in that series where I talked through the whole wedding day. I think I included this in the reception area, but maybe ceremony also. But basically here's the main alternative. After your reception, you and your spouse, you eat dinner or at Sorry, let's start over. (laughs) After you enter your reception, you and your spouse eat dinner, and then that's pretty quick, and then you get up and you start going around to each table of your guests in the reception room, and you say hello, and you thank them all for coming, and you basically say hi to one table, and then you move to the next, and your DJ and photographer and all your vendors are just watching you because as soon as you've greeted the majority of tables, it's time to start moving on. Or the alternative is you take two long greeting tables and then your DJ or your vendors have to come up and be like, hey, you guys need to speed it up. (laughs) So the other alternatives, I think they're, so it's like receiving line and then two alternatives if you're like an outline kind of person. The other alternative, which is the least formal, but also I'd say the most trending as of lately, is when a couple wants to join their cocktail hour and mingle with all of the guests during that time. And then in that case, you can say hello to anyone and everyone you like in a more relaxed setting because not everyone is sitting around tables or eating their food. So in the scenario that you need or want to greet every single one of your guests at your wedding day, here are the kind of three options or a summary of the three options. First, you can have a receiving line, which allows you to greet all of your guests as they walk by you and say hi to you. So kind of guest timed. Second, you can basically avoid your guests until the reception and then greet them as they're being served or as they're eating or waiting to be served dinner. So around each table. And then the third option is to join your cocktail hour and have appetizers and drinks and casually mingle with any of your guests there. So those are the three options just as a summary. I thought I'd talk through some pros and cons of each option so you can kind of see how it weighs from a couple's perspective and a photographer or vendor's perspective. So the receiving line. The pro is you get to say hi to everyone there. No one leaving early will be missed. And by leaving early, you have to remember what I've said before. Your guests will usually eat dinner and then from whatever point on from dinner, people will just slowly start to trickle out. No matter how big or grand of a reception you have planned, people hit their social limit and they just start to leave. So. If you greet people at the receiving line, you actually know you'll say hi to everyone before anyone leaves early. I will say on the pro side, this does free up more of your reception and you won't need to be running around when your open dancing finally starts trying to say hi to the remaining few tables that you missed earlier. Okay, now when the on the cons side of the receiving line, I think this is basically why it's really not used anymore, is it is so, so, so time consuming. (laughs) Imagine 100 people all walking out of the chapel, each of them stopping. And I know social pressure is different on everyone, but some guests are just going to stop and have a good long conversation with you when there's like 80 guests waiting behind them. (laughs) So as you know, usually you need the cocktail hour to finish like family and bridal party portraits. But if you spend an hour greeting your guests, when do you have time to fit those portraits in there? 
obviously this is like my inner wedding photographer coming out and speaking to you. <laughs> so you also, in the receiving line, you can't really have a really long or relaxed conversation, or at least I feel like you or the guests will be feeling the pressure. So it's just a little bit more of a, a short interaction, high stakes. And maybe if you're just not excited about being the center of attention and talking to everyone, that could actually be a pro because it pushes people through faster and you have to spend less time in conversation. But I have actually watched a receiving line take over an hour. It was a larger church wedding, I'd imagine over a hundred people, and it took a long time to get everyone out of that little sanctuary into the reception space. And by the time everyone was through, we were basically out of time. Like it was a very rushed time to get in the family portraits and such. But to further confuse the pro versus con, because I really don't want to have a firm opinion, I just want to present the options. There are a couple times I have seen a receiving line work really well, and all of those were for smaller weddings. I repeat, smaller weddings. So if you use a receiving line with 500 guests, you might as well plan an extra like three hours <laughs> to greet everyone, just kidding, but I'd say at least over an hour. Anyways, so I had this sweet couple from Florida come up and get married at this historic chapel in the mountains of Colorado, and they probably had somewhere between 40 and 60 guests. So a smaller ceremony, still traditional wedding. They did a church or a, a chapel ceremony mass and then went over to a different reception venue. And so after the couple exited the ceremony chapel, and of course it was just the super cute chapel with a tiny little aisle, um, everyone in the chapel walked by the couple and they got to hug each of their guests as the guests walked out to go to the reception venue. It was really quick because there weren't many people and everyone was behind them. So it just was a normal receiving line where it wasn't even really a conversation with all the guests. It was more of like, hi, hug, thanks for coming, see you at the reception, like quick interactions. So that was the best time I have seen a receiving line work out. And then during each of these options that I'm presenting to you, I want to just present like the logistics side. So if you're going to have a receiving line and it's a really small wedding, maybe you can still have some of your cocktail hour to finish up your portraits after. But in general, if you're planning a receiving line, I, as a photographer, would recommend that you at least have your couple's portraits and your bridal party portraits finished. That way, after the receiving line, all you need to finish up are just your family portraits and then you can go into your reception because usually that'll take up a lot of time. Um, another benefit is if you could have all of your portraits finished beforehand, so your couple, your wedding party, and family portraits. If you finished all of those before the ceremony, then you are more than free to greet everyone and then go to the cocktail hour and then enter the reception or whatever you feel like, or going off and taking more portraits after the receiving line. So that's kind of the logistics behind that. You have to plan a good like 20 to 40 minutes, probably depending on your guest count, and just try to have quite a bit finished before because as a photographer, and I know I would feel this way if a couple came to me and said, we want to do a receiving line and then finish all of our portraits. I would definitely tell them they need a minimum of like an hour and a half, probably closer to two hours to finish all of the portraits and greet everyone in a receiving line. So that is the receiving line. The next option that we want to talk through pros and cons and logistics of are greeting your guests during the reception, during the dinner portion. 
So one pro, and I see this as a vendor, is you still have the cocktail hour to finish all the portraits. You can't mingle too long because people are eating and like they don't have too much to say because they're enjoying the dinner too. <laughs> and then the guests can see you walking around from table to table. So I think it's kind of fun as the guests anticipate getting to say hi to the bride and groom as they see you all walking around. Okay, and now for the cons of greeting your guests during the dinner portion of your reception. I'd say the first and most commonly overlooked thing is just telling your DJ that you're planning to greet all of your guests. They might even be able to tell you like, hey, like you have eight tables of guests. You should leave this amount of time to say hi to everyone. And maybe not. Maybe your DJ or wedding planner don't know. I can't specifically say how long it takes to greet tables, but quite a bit of time. If you're doing this, I definitely plan to eat dinner very quickly, <laughs> but the con of this is that it's actually hard to set aside enough time to really greet and mingle with every table before the DJ and the wedding planner and everyone is ready for you to start the rest of your events of the night. Basically, by taking time to say hi to everyone, you are getting to mingle and like kind of entertain your guests, but also like when you aren't at the guest tables, the other guests are just waiting on you to finish greeting. So it can really make the reception kind of drag for a little bit. And the DJ, whose job is to entertain all of your guests there, is going to want to keep things moving to keep the party going, basically. So this could lead to you only greeting about maybe half of your tables before it's time to go start the toasts or something. This was actually my husband and I's main regret. We ended up rushing this part of the night and in perspective, we really have a high value or had a high value on the people attending our wedding or even over dancing. Like we just wanted to be with the people instead of dance. And so if we, if we went back, I wish that we would have planned a little extra time and that we would have eaten our dinner faster to go greet people and mingle with people longer. I think I only missed one table because I stayed behind at one of my family tables to chat with them a little bit longer. And then I didn't get to greet one table of Austin's friends who I didn't really know that well. <laughs> so anyways, that is the most common method of greeting guests that I see today. And I think it's starting to downtrend. I see a little bit more of, a little bit more of like the cocktail hour joining becoming popular now. So with the logistics of greeting your guests during the dinner portion of your reception, you basically have a wide open timeline as far as when you fit in the portraits. You could still do a lot of portraits before, or you do have that cocktail hour reserved so you could finish your family, wedding party, and couples portraits during the cocktail hour. I do want to give one logistical warning. If you're planning on greeting your guests during the dinner portion of the reception and you're having a fall wedding where sunset is somewhere between 6.30 and 7.30 p.m., you might actually run into needing to go out and take your sunset or golden hour portraits as a couple while you're also trying to greet your guests, which is hard because what if you've gone around to like nine out of 12 tables and your guests have watched you like make your way around and then all of a sudden they see your photographer steal you outside and they're like, oh, maybe we don't get to greet the bride and groom now. So that can be a hard thing to fit in. And if you plan for it well and let your DJ and planner know like when you need to go out and take those and to come back in and keep greeting people or you just start greeting people earlier, then you can still make it work. But those are just the hardships or logistics behind greeting everyone during the dinner portion. And the last option and the newest option and probably the most trending option of when to greet your guests are or is joining your own cocktail hour. So pros, cons, and logistics, here we go. 
The pro is you get to enjoy your own cocktails and appetizers with your guests, like right at the same time as they are. It's very relaxed and casual. There's usually no pressing order of when to greet people because they're not all sitting at tables or in, in a line for food. And they might actually come up and greet you as they see you standing there. And it, it just frees everyone up to have longer conversations and to come and go. And it's also cocktail hour is a great time to get some group photos that that weren't necessarily included on a family picture list, like a group of your college friends or a group of friends from high school or anything like that. So cocktail hour is a much more relaxed time. Usually this is during daylight at a pretty outdoor area of your venue. So a pretty fun setting to just get to enjoy and relax and breathe. I see people who enjoy this, who really do place a high value of time with their guests and like they're planning their wedding and they want the beautiful portraits and the experience but also like they want to enjoy their whole party so that's what I see people focusing on the cocktail hour for now cons to the cocktail hour first because this is such a relaxed environment you might actually still miss saying hi to a few of your guests and maybe you could just make that up in the reception but I'd say the main consequence and why this isn't always used is basically how you fit in the portraits of your wedding day while still saving the whole cocktail hour for mingling. It's actually pretty complicated. So to save the entire cocktail hour to be free to mingle, here's what you have to do. You need to have a first look, take your couple's portraits, take all of your wedding slash bridal party portraits, and ask all of your family members to come early to be photographed before the ceremony. So this altogether adds hours. I'd say probably close to two hours to your before ceremony timeline. I can say it does lead to a much more relaxed day. Now, when I say it adds hours, I guess we're kind of crossing into logistics now. Basically before the ceremony, you'd want to do your getting ready photo coverage, set aside time for a first look, the majority of your couple's portraits, hopefully you can still sneak off and take some sunset portraits after a while in the reception too, but take almost all, if not all of your couple's portraits. And then you want to get your bridesmaids and groomsmen portraits done, which takes anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes, depending on your group and how many photographers you have. And then your family. So your family, like let's say you have a 4 p.m. ceremony. They don't just need to come at 3.30 because guess who is also arriving at 3.30? A lot of your guests. In fact, your guests could even start arriving at 3 if you have a 4 o'clock ceremony. So to ask all of your family members, like maybe that's just your immediate family, maybe some grandparents, or on the extreme side, maybe you're asking grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins for a 4 o'clock ceremony, you would basically need to ask them to arrive close to 2.30. So then you take pictures with them from 2.30 to 3 or 3.15, and then everyone just has to sit and wait around for the 4 o'clock ceremony. So you really are asking a lot of them to be there early and ready to go, but it also frees up your cocktail hours, so you have to weigh the pros and cons there. Now, I also need to point out that you can do a combination of a couple of these. So let's say you do a first look and you finish all of your bridal party portraits before the ceremony, then after the ceremony, all you really need to tackle are the family portraits. That way you don't ask your family members to come super early. So in that case, maybe if you work with your photographer and create a good family portrait list, if you can get those portraits done in about 30 minutes, which I'd say a general rule of thumb, 30 minutes of family pictures will get 
all of the combinations for your immediate family and grandparents, and maybe an extended family picture on each side. If you do have a lot of extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins, you might want to plan for closer to 45 minutes for all the family combinations. But if you can finish those right after the ceremony, then you should have between 15 to 30 minutes to go mingle during your cocktail hour. It's not a ton of time, and if things run behind, you could lose that time, but that's a good compromise to not having your family members arrive so early or to do all of your portraits before. And maybe you just plan on entering like the last few minutes of the cocktail hour, so you get to go get a cocktail, get some photos of you mingling through your guests quickly, but then you still plan to really greet people during the reception once you actually enter. So it's hard to balance it all and you'll have to make some compromises on when you see each other on the wedding day or when people should arrive and how early things need to be ready or when you use the hours of your venues timing or coverage etc as a general rule of thumb if you don't want to see each other before the ceremony which i firmly believe that is an option you can take like a decision you can make on your wedding day if you don't want to see each other until like the bride is walking down the aisle or something like that that is okay but if you're choosing that i'll say like maximum you could maybe have about 10 minutes of your cocktail hour maybe 15 if your photographers really work in double time um, to mingle because by not seeing each other you can't finish the whole group of bridal party you can't finish all the family combinations etc so just a fair warning if you don't want to do a first look and that's a hill you're like willing to die on for your wedding day maybe that's not a good example or phrase but if that is something that's really important to you then i would plan on you could also sorry i just thought of another one you could extend your cocktail hour that way you still have the hour you need for your portraits and you have an extra 30 minutes to go greet everyone so maybe that's what i'd recommend and i've actually recommended that to clients lately and that's been a good solution for people who feel strongly about getting to mingle in their own cocktail hour but also don't want to see each other before like non-negotiable we don't want that okay we're getting close to the end now so to review your options on when to greet all of your guests are to have a receiving line where everyone sees you after the ceremony it's more of a guest-led time to try to greet all of your guests during the dinner portion of your reception where you walk from table to table intentionally trying to say hi and then you also have the option of joining in your own cocktail hour and I'd say almost a fourth option there is extending your cocktail hour to closer to 90 minutes, maybe even two hours if you have a drive between venues. That way you have the option to finish your portraits and still mingle during your cocktail hour with your guests. And lastly, I just wanted to mention it's important for you to talk with your fiance, partner, and also your parents and just kind of express what your values are as a couple for your wedding day. I've met people who literally just want the whole day to spend with their guests. They don't care about portraits or when they get those done. They just really want to be at their own party with the people they've invited, which is awesome. I've also met people who hate, like loathe the idea of being the center of attention for an entire day. They're super freaked out by that. And so maybe something like a receiving line or honestly maybe even just not even planning to greet all of their guests and letting their guests come to them might be a good option so talk to each other and your family members about what your values are and try to just make a good game plan and have good expectations you don't want your reception to be going and then your mother or mother-in-law running up and being like hey but you didn't greet these six tables and you have to share like i wasn't planning to and any feelings getting hurt so it's good to just have that expectation and kind of 
tentative game plan before this all happens. And I say a tentative game plan just because wedding days are a little bit wild and things can run late when you don't expect them to, whether that's due to weather or just late people or late vendors, etc. So I hope that all of these explanations were, first of all, easy to follow so you can kind of understand the three, maybe four options you have. And I hope I did a good job explaining the pros and cons and as you've gone through to figure that out. If you guys have any other suggestions or ways that you've been able to see people greet their guests or that you personally got to greet everyone on your wedding day that is kind of outside of the mold, I'd love to hear about it. And you can send me a message on Instagram. I will say as a parting thought, um, it is becoming a little bit more of a trend to skip having a wedding party. So no bridesmaids and no groomsmen, or maybe just like a sibling bridesmaid, sibling groomsmen. So if that's the case, then there are a few more flexible options because that's a good 30 to 45 minutes of photos that you don't need to, need to take because of your plans. So if that's your situation, then maybe these options fit a little differently and it's not as hard to do even multiple of those. So I hope it's been helpful and that it helps your planning as you go along. And if you think this would be helpful for a friend, maybe send this episode their way. And I'd also love to know if you're like listening to these. So maybe, you know, message me on Instagram and let me know like, Hey, we're, we liked this episode or I want, I want to know about this. Like, let me know of any episode topic ideas you'd like to hear about. My goal is still to publish these once a week, but it has been a little hard during the busy summer wedding season here in Colorado to hit the every week goal, but minimum every other week is when these will come out. Um, so I hope to see you guys next week. And if not the week after, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. You can find links in the description of today's episode in the show notes below and on the blog. If you loved the episode or know someone who would, feel free to share this with a friend or tag me in your Instagram stories. You can find me at taylornicolephotography underscore. I'll be back next week with another episode, and as always, I hope you leave here feeling encouraged and inspired.